Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to Spoke Show. It's been a minute. I'm still Claire. Uh, I'm back because there's been another cheating scandal and I just can't help myself. I gotta top, gotta, whew, gotta, uh, hmm, gotta take a breath. I'm back. There's been another cheating scandal. I feel ready to talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about the actual cheating. I just want to talk about the show and the structure and why the scandal is both like not a surprise and a complete surprise and the dynamics of television and the ethics of reality TV. And it's been a while and I'm recording in GarageBand now because Audacity keeps crashing and I can't update it because I'm pretty sure that Audacity became like an NFT backdoor mining software in the newest update. And while NFTs don't seem to really exist anymore, so I don't know where we are in terms of the whole like crypto bankrupting states as it was trying to generate enough power to create something that no one could ever explain to me as to why it was important or why I should give a shit about it. I watched like three documentaries about it. One was really good. It was on YouTube. I've probably recommended it before. It's been a minute. I can't remember. But I've been skipping the first four to seven minutes of podcasts recently because holy shit, people take forever to get to the topic. And I understand that a lot of podcasts are about personalities. I love a good podcast personality. I feel like I really had my finger on the pulse in terms of comedy podcasts for a few years because I truly just listened to all of them. And I used to just do my job while listening to podcasts. So like I used to have so many hours in the day that were just filled with listening to people's voices. So I get I'm completely here for personality stuff. But I think when you promise me a podcast about a subject and you don't get to the subject for 10 or 15 minutes and you're not Mark Marin, who I've always skipped the beginning portions of and never felt bad about it. You're allowed to do whatever you want, by the way, with all of media. If you want to read, like, people and all of their rules for things, I understand. I'm having a big old theory recently that social pressure is actually the only pressure that exists. So this, like, social pressure of, like, read a book this way or, like, you can only watch movies if and all of this stuff. Like, social conventions fit for some people, but you can do whatever you want with media. Uh, I kept laughing at the thing that was, like, books are the easiest thing to withdraw your consent from. You just stop reading. You just, like, there's not even a pause. You just, like, close the book. <laughs> Can't do that. Like, um, skip movies. Read spoilers. I have never watched a horror movie that I don't have open on Wikipedia. I don't like horror movies. So if I'm in a position where I've been probably coerced into watching one, honestly... Um, I'm not I'm not scaring myself any more than I already am going to be. And that's just like not a cathartic release that I enjoy. I understand the point of sad movies, I, whatever. I don't understand the point of intentionally scaring myself. And that's just me. And that's fine. Anyway, um, Vanderpump Rules. That's what this episode is going to be about. Vanderpump Rules is one of my favorite reality shows of all time. I have been a big proponent of Bravo for years and years, but it took me a while to get into Vanderpump, and then I did, and I marathoned it, because it is one of the most watchable reality shows ever produced. Vanderpump Rules is a Bravo reality show. Bravo and I have a long history. Love Bravo. I watched a lot of their, like, early attempts at reality shows, and it's important to remember that while Bravo is now known for the Housewives, the Housewives were not... How do I want to say this? The, <laughs> the Housewife franchise is kind of like an accidental diamond. Like they were just trying a bunch of processes with carbon and mostly getting pretty poor results. And then all of a sudden out popped this thing. And like if you watch early seasons of Real Housewives, and I would wager that the Real Housewives of OC feels entirely de- like I think one of the strengths of 
the Housewives franchises is that they all do have a different feeling to them because rich people in different places in America experience wealth differently. And that's very interesting. <laughs> so that's why they're fun. But also there's, uh, and I, this is like an entirely different thing, so I don't want to go too much into it, but there is a thing that I have just been observing recently of like how nothing is serious anymore. Like we don't take life seriously. Everything's a joke. Everything's a meme. And I think it's like to make things hurt less because humor is a, coping mechanism. It's not only a coping mechanism, but it's a big coping mechanism. And I think we're all experiencing a lot of collective trauma around the ongoing pandemic, triple-demic, the rise of fascism in our our country and every country, the willingness of even the media that has been considered liberal to be just absolutely disgusting in terms of their coverage of trans issues and trans rights. And even the writers of the New York Times and the journalists calling them out and then being kind of like just completely dismissed. And it's just it's a really big bummer. And I think that that is why everything is getting less and less serious. Like, I think people are taking life less seriously. And part of me is like, great, good. Uh, Dionysus, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I I am all here for people just like having fun and focusing on fun is one of their like core needs, because I do believe that fun is one of our main things that we need. There is no age at which you want to stop playing. It just becomes less and less acceptable to. But I think like there is good in a lot of millennials and I'm going to be generational in that doing a lot of like deep inner child healing work. Um, And I, I don't mean this to like dismiss that in terms of like people being childish or something. But I think that they're in the real housewives. I have observed that like these women who like these shows have been on for a while. So like 10, 15 years ago started as like upper echelon of society on the register. Like there, there was a real debut, like, like socialite kind of aspect to the real new housewives, real housewives of New York, which was the second housewives franchise. And I would argue um, the best one, but like that was really interesting because it was a group of like, white women who were at different points, um, like, which is atrocious for many reasons, but particularly because this is New York, the most diverse city in the world. So like the lack of diversity on housewives in terms and every type of diversity. Um, but the real housewives of New York, it's important to know started as like everybody was married and it was about their marriage and their children and being housewives and then there was one Bethany Frankel who wasn't married and her whole story was like audience insert young woman in the city trying to make it on her own Bethany Frankel (laughs) eventually sold her brand called skinny girl for like over a billion dollars because she is one of the very few people in a generation to break through into the beverage industry but now the brand is called skinny girl and it's no longer 2013 I don't think it's as cute as it once was considered um so (laughs) I don't want to get off too much I don't want to get off on too many tangents before I get into Vanderpump but talking about the Real Housewives is important because Vanderpump was actually backdoor piloted through the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and again Beverly Hills very different wealth Oh, my point about the um, just like unseriousness is that like now literally none of the housewives are married. They have all been divorced. Like they all get drunk. They act much more childishly on camera than they did when they were in their 40s and 50s. Now they're in like their sick, like 50s and like it is wild to that we have seen the evolution of these women. And it's been mostly like a devolution. <laughs> like they are not like th- <laughs> 
there's an incredible trend of getting extremely young boyfriends. Like men in their 20s are dating women in their 50s. And like that is fine. Like that's not inherently bad. But I do think it's interesting that it's happened a lot and it's within the same friend group. And it's like, yeah, because like when it becomes socially acceptable for these women to be doing that and they're like, what? I'm just having fun. And it's like, yeah, and you're allowed to. And they're all so wealthy that none of them have real jobs. And the ones that do often stay like for a few seasons. And then I think they're like, I have a job and this isn't worth the stress because reality stars used to be real people. So Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules, the cheating scandal, little bit of backstory about Vanderpump Rules and why the cheating scandal is actually not a scandal and more of like a continuation of Vanderpump Rules is a show built on scandals, specifically a cheating scandals. So the way that Vanderpump was introduced is through a backdoor pilot. So Brandy Glanville is on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Lisa and Brandy are sitting at Lisa's restaurant, Sir, which it's important you know that Sir is spelled S-U-R and stands for sexy, unique restaurant and Lisa gets up and she goes and gets Sheena Marie and Sheena Marie sits down and Brandy Glanville proceeds to confront Sheena who has been sleeping with Brandy's husband Eddie Cibrian for like two years and the thing is uh, Eddie Cibrian was cheating on Brandy Glanville throughout their entire relationship and eventually left her for Leanne Rhymes of can't fight the moonlight coyote ugly fame so like fascinating um, the just very, you know, like cheating scandals all the way down, all the way to the root. And then Sheena stands up from that table. This is still a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode. And she says, I have to get to work. And then she walks back towards the kitchen and we entered Vanderpump Rules land. And that's how they launched the show. And I remember watching the first episode and just not enjoying it. I was working at a restaurant at the time, and I think I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch these people who remind me of all of my coworkers who do no work and are actually really annoying to work with, but they're f- like friendly and fun and like nobody really gives a shit that they're bad at their jobs because there's other people who are good at their jobs and like they're just that's the dynamics of work sometimes. Uh, and so I didn't end up watching it for a long time. And then when I moved to New York, uh, moved back to New York, my friend was watching it. And I would, like, overhear what she, like, she, she would wake up really early in the morning. And I was, like, uh, I would wake up, like, to her watching the show. And I just remember listening to it and being, like, this sounds like the most, in, like, just bonkers fucking shit. Like, what are these people saying to each other? They're all friends. They're all dating. There's what? So, like, season one is about one of the, like, the thing about Vanderpump Rules is very important to understand and why I think it's one of the best reality shows of all time is that it is about a group of real friends. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is about the wealthy people. And Vanderpump Rules is about the waitresses who work at one of the wealthy people's restaurants. And so it's got kind of like this. It's not upstairs, downstairs. There are episodes where they like cater something for somebody because Bravo wanted to have some synergy between the shows because they were both huge hits. Like Vanderpump Rules is one of the most successful shows they had for a long time. Um, And it was one of the first spinoffs from... uh, from a Bravo show that was, like, really successful because, like, the Real Housewives franchises, like, they're all kind of spinoffs of the OC, but they're, like, separate franchises now, whereas, like, Vanderpump was very much, like, this is a spinoff. And then Vanderpump and Summer House crossed over. I've never gotten into Summer House. I didn't like the first season. I know that the later seasons are better, but I just... The thing about me and new reality television is that I need to, like, decide I'm going to do it one day, and then I'll watch four seasons in 
three days and I will just absolutely power my way through and have a great time doing it. Uh, but it just happens randomly sometimes. So with Vanderpump, that's exactly what happened. I just started watching and then I powered straight through, I think to like season five, like, and, uh, it is a fast, it's Shakespeare's got nothing on Vanderpump. Like it is a Shakespearean play living out loud. None of them have any shame. The scandals that have happened on the show, they're all actually friends. There's like, there was a core group of six of them that kind of started the show, and then seven because Sheena was in there as well um, and I guess Schwartz wasn't really there the first season so there was a core group of six and like it was three girls and three guys and all of them were dating each other like there were couples they were all coupled up and all of the guys were best friends and all of the girls were best friends and so the first season is about the number one guy in the group Jax Taylor cheating on his girlfriend with a bottle girl in Vegas and then he got that girl in Vegas pregnant and he paid for the abortion and he told Stasi this and then like pretended it wasn't happening and so all of her friends got really mad at her because they were like please don't ruin this we like that all of us are friends and it was really it's like a tough watch and then he finally admits it to her and like it's really bad they break up it's rough and it's very raw and real. And you see the other people just be like, why can't you just like, like get over it so that we can keep having this like fun, all of us are dating each other friendship and we can go on trips and stuff. But it's important to know if you've never seen the show before that nobody on Vanderpump Rules is necessarily a good person. And I think that that makes it interesting, right? Because all of these shows, all the Housewives, a lot of reality shows, if you are not a com- competition-based reality show, you are a personality reality show. And the thing about conflict is that most people don't actually move towards conflict in their life. I think a lot of people are very scared to communicate because they don't actually know how they feel. And instead of facing it, they don't know what questions to ask themselves. And so they just kind of feel like oddly, fuzzily confused a lot of the time. And that's not very helpful. And introspection is really great. But I think a a lot of people fail to do it because it's not easy. And it like, anyway, (laughs) that sounds really judgmental. But like, I anyway, uh, uh, so many people be like, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, I do. Um, people have like four motivations, like pick your fucking ones, run it against the facts you have in your head and the feelings you don't want to admit to, but you can to yourself. It's it's not it's safe to admit things to yourself. Um, but anyway, none of these people are good people. Um <laughs> I'm going to just admit that I went to a legal dispensary in New York City this week and I got good weed and that was what was in my bong. And I feel like that is affecting my ability to like keep moving through a sentence. Um, (laughs) But I am really enjoying this. Uh, Vanderpump is one of my favorite shows to watch. Hi, I do recommend it. I think that there are plenty of people online right now being like, fuck you if you weren't into it. You don't get to just like ask me to download you about this scandal. I will talk to anybody about Vanderpump Rules for hours. I think it is one of the funniest shows that has ever been on television. It is like these, it it takes place in LA and the people on it are servers who want to be models and actors. And when they were 20 years old, they were genuinely pursuing that. And then they ended up on this show and they became famous through this show, which at the time, Instagram wasn't really a thing. Like these people stayed pretty broke. They weren't well paid for this show. They were young 20s. Most of them. Jax was like in his 30s. Uh, But like 
They were very young. They didn't have entertainment lawyers. They weren't aware of like contract negotiations. Like this was not a time where people were making a lot of money. It's the way that like when you watch the early challenge episodes and stuff, it's like these people are all competing in the challenge so that they can pay off their student loans or go to college because there was no influencing. So Vanderpump has really come up with the rise of Instagram. And so it's very interesting how much money the cast suddenly started making when they started buying their homes and the homes will come into play later and how long we saw them in these kind of like shitty apartments that were like, yeah, absolutely. That's what you could afford on a waitress's salary in L.A. Um, They talked about tips a lot. Like it was very like that's the thing is it was very, very real. And they were able to have these like ridiculous contrivances because Lisa Vanderpump is Lisa Vanderpump and she's one of the housewives and she understands how to make good TV. So she would have all of the servers, the servers at Sir, um, do like naked calendars, basically. And all of these people were like, hell yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm young and hot and I'm a model in LA, let's do this. And so we get to have confrontation scenes take place in like Beverly Hills mansions where all of them are rubbing oil all in like in their bodies where they're wearing bikinis and then like posing with their recent ex-boyfriends in sexy photos and then getting mad at them about it. Like I, it is so good. It's so interesting to watch. Like, um... But I really do think, like, because it's a character-driven show and conflict is the name of the game, you don't want people on reality shows who are afraid of that. There are so many competition-based reality shows where I do want that, where I do want people who are just like, I don't want to win via somebody else messing up. I want to win because I made the best dish. Like, I think Top Chef is very good for that. They really moved away from their early seasons. I do kind of wish they had amateur Top Chef still where a bunch of people who ran catering companies were like mean and snarky to each other in a stew room. But I understand that it's very cool that Top Chef is basically now just like Michelin starred chefs going on and being like, come to my restaurant. Here's a few dishes that look incredible that you'll never be able to taste. But early reality TV, I think, was very sincere. And I think that these like character driven reality shows like people have to be willing to be the villain. But on Vanderpump Rules, they were all kind of the villain. And that's what made it so fucking interesting. (laughs) All of the guys were always cheating on their girlfriends. Literally, Jax, Sandoval and Schwartz in the first season all had cheating scandals. Season two is one long cheating scandal where. (sighs) okay, I'm about to say a bunch of names, but it's not really important. But it's kind of important because some of it plays in later to what's happening now so (laughs) okay i'm gonna try to keep this as clear as possible but just know that there are so many names so when the show started tom sandoval and Kristen were together their relationship was literally always on the rocks from the first time we heard about it they both cheated on each other throughout their relationship it was very volatile Not good, but they were together for a very long time and they lived together. Jax and Stassi were also together in season one. And that was the cheating scandal of season one. In season two, they're not together at the time, but Jax does get Stassi's name tattooed on him in an effort to win her back. So like he is very much trying to be on her side. So one night, their other friend and the third couple who is relevant, Katie and Tom Schwartz is her boyfriend. So there are two Toms. Tom Schwartz and Katie eventually got married and recently got divorced. And uh, that's part of the story as well. (laughs) Everything is relevant. They have had their lives on camera for so long and they are such messy people. Anyway, so one night, 
Katie had too much tequila, got really loud at a party, and yelled at Kristen. And what she yelled was, you fucked Jax. Because Kristen and Jax had slept together at least twice while Kristen was dating Tom and Jax was dating Stassi. And they both denied it. Jax and Kristen denied it. And then one of the most incredible things that has ever happened on reality television happens. Stassi demands Kristen's phone. And Kristen hands Stassi her phone. And then Stassi texts Jax from that phone asking him about the hookup. And Jax responds like, huh, what? That didn't happen. What are you talking about? And Stassi starts sobbing and apologizing, saying she's so sorry she didn't believe Kristen. And it turns out that Kristen had actually known that that would have been Stassi's move. And she had already warned Jax months before this that she will never, ever, not once, text him about this hookup. And so if anybody ever does, he should assume it's not her and feign ignorance. And that is a level of of cheating awareness and like you, you know you're in a toxic friend group when like holy shit like there are people living their lives like this like fascinating 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 uh shakespearean so this newest scandal Jackson Stassi are both off the show at this point. They are both married to other people. They both had their own separate downfalls. Stassi for a very racist incident that happened because, again, Vanderpump Rules is a house built on cheating. And so at one point, Jax cheated on his now wife, Brittany, with a girl named Faith. And the... <laughs> Do I want to say this? But, like, it's it's such a... It's such a, uh, a fact of just, like, the depravity of this show is un matched. Jax had an affair with Faith. I mean, or Jax, Jax and Faith hooked up and had sex in a room with an 80-year-old like hospice patient that Faith was nursing, which is like elder abuse, like straight up that is fucked up. But the encounter was also recorded on Faith's phone and then played at a party over the sound system while Jax's now wife screamed raw inhale at him while everybody listened to that recording. And so like that's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> so this newest scandal after Sandoval Tom Sandoval and Kristen broke up because it came out that Jax and Kristen had in fact fucked in the room next to Tom Sandoval while they were watching Drive. We know so many details about it. Jax and Stasi and et al. are um, <laughs> at Sir for like a staff party. And Sandoval shows up and gives this like really fucking like stupid. You could tell he really psyched himself up for his little tough guy speech in the car. Like, Jax, it's just crazy. You don't feel anything. Do you feel this? And then he like launched at him and punched him. So... After that happened, they still took a minute to break up. Like, Kristen and Tom still took a while to break up. And then Tom got with this girl, Ariana, who was also a bartender at Sir. They have been together now for about 10 years. Like, that happened, like, 11 or 12 years ago. Tom and Ariana have been together now for a while. They own a home together. 
And what came out this weekend is that Tom has been having a allegedly months long, like seven month long now affair with another cast member named Raquel. But what's interesting is that this season of Vanderpump Rules has been hailed as like, everybody's like, yes, this season, it's back. Vanderpump's back, baby. It's all coming together. And now this scandal broke and this couldn't be more classic Vanderpump. Like, that's what's really interesting. It does feel like this show really is like just a a beast of its own nature that like demands to be fed, basically, like the same scandal over and over. So it broke this weekend is that Tom and this girl, Raquel, have been having a months long affair while while Tom has still been with Ariana. And what's interesting is that on the show, Raquel recently broke up with James Kennedy, who got on the show by uh, moving in with Kristen right after she broke up with Tom Sandoval. And it was a whole thing. And so then James eventually got engaged to Raquel last season at um, he he threw her a fake Coachella over COVID and called it Rochella and then proposed her during the fireworks. And he like rented out like the same grounds that Coachella was at. Like, I will say that is like, obviously a Coachella proposal makes me like just kind of, uh, I don't, Coachella is not for me. Uh, But I really appreciate that Raquel is very into Coachella. And I think that engagements just are about being really sincere to the person who's getting engaged and like knowing what they want or something that they really love. And I think that it was like as in terms of a reality television proposal, it was honestly one of the better ones. And Tom Sandoval threw in a lot of money for it. So that's a weird fact. So James and Raquel broke up. She was um, at some point started hooking up with Tom Sandoval. Now, Tom Sandoval (laughs) owns two bar restaurants or like co-owns. The first one is mostly owned by Lisa Vanderpump. She like licensed his and Tom Schwartz's names for it. So the first bar is called Tom Tom, and the second one is called Schwartz and Sandy's. Because they are both named Tom. So the first bar is after their first names, second bar is after their last names. And Tom Schwartz and Katie got a divorce right before the season started. And most of the drama this season with Schwartz has been that he is allegedly hooking up with Raquel. So what's interesting is, like, that's definitely not true. So was he taking the fall for Sandoval? Because that would make sense. And then there's been all of these clips coming out because Bravo people are such sleuths. And also, like, Ariana's friends are straight up tweeting about this, like, saying, like, yes, it happened. Tom's disgusting. Ariana's, like, you know, it's and Ariana, to be fair, I said that everybody is a terrible person on the show. I think that Ariana is the most normal of them, for sure. And, like, definitely the most sympathetic. She's been very, like, real and open and honest about, like, her struggles with depression and, like, the way she came on the show was really interesting. She and Tom did allegedly just kiss in Vegas while he was still with Kristen. So there are a lot of people being like, you get what, you know, how you get together and ends up breaking up. I don't think that it's fair to like blame the person who's been in a relationship. Like Tom and Kristen were very toxic with each other. Tom is bad, clearly bad at breaking up. Like men would rather have months long affairs and stay in the relationship than go to therapy or break up. Like I do think like it is a really common thing that isn't I don't know if it's talked about a lot but like a lot of dudes will just make women suffer until the woman breaks up with them like it's uh, that's very compact whatever but like I don't think that happens in gay relationships I would I just think that like there is cis men are so unattached from their emotions through societal pressure um but still they could like learn and do better 
Uh, we all have autonomy. We're all able to like overcome obstacles. Uh, <laughs> but like, I do think that like being that disconnected from your emotions, just it, it feels impossible to like know what you want. And so if things just happen to you, you get to continue to be a victim and not have to have any kind of insight into yourself. So, uh, now the cameras are back up. Page six, literally just before I recorded, reported that uh, Raquel and Tom are filming and kissed in their first scene on film. And it's like, yeah, they're going to lean in because like, what do they gain? I mean, one of them could have thrown the other one under the bus, but like it, we're living in a time where like fame and infamy coexist. There is no such, you know what I mean? Like, there is no such thing as bad press, I would say at this point, especially in terms of this show where, again, no one is not like <laughs> no one is known as like the best. Like Ariana is known as like the best person on Vanderpump Rules because she is like somewhat sympathetic. The rest of them have been horrible monsters that we've watched grow through their 20s and like kind of figure out their styles in some cases and stuff. But like all of them cheat, all of them yell. It's conflict porn. It's just it's confrontation. And again, you can't have a bunch of really nice people on reality television and make compelling television because narratives require conflict. (laughs) And I think it's really interesting that there are so many reality shows that are just about like, oh, I know why these people are fighting. This person insulted this person's husband or said something about their family. That's I mean, that's all Jersey. Um, But like in Beverly Hills, they would (sighs) talk about Shakespearean. Kim and Kyle Richards have are are bringing their decades long sister beef about being child stars and Kim being forced to basically like prostitute herself to feed her family at 14 and shit like it is wild and Paris Hilton is their niece and so Kim goes off on a whole spiel saying like well Paris I was here first as if paparazzi are calling out to her when she's with Paris outside of a club saying Kim you're an icon which is just it's never happened Kim but it's fascinating that she thinks it has it comes out on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that Kyle stole Kim's goddamn house, and then Kyle yells back at Kim that she's an alcoholic. She outs her as an alcoholic on the first season of Beverly Hills. And then in the next season, they talk about how a woman has been suffering from domestic violence with her husband, who then takes his own life after the TV. Beverly Hills is on it like the season one with the Kyle and Kim stuff is it's very dark like Kim does not it, it is wild to me that they kept that in and that they outed Kim as an alcoholic Kim's life certainly had like a downward spiral because this got outed and all of that but I do think that like honestly the ethics of reality television have never been more in question than Beverly Hills season two um, with Taylor Armstrong and I don't want to get into it too much because it truly makes me like so incredibly baffled how that was handled and the fact that it was aired so like casually like they do not give proper warnings on those episodes so you know warning for domestic violence if you do look it up but Vanderpump like I, I, I just think that like the level of narrative being told on these shows and the stories being told that are not being told elsewhere especially with housewives we don't see women of this age talk about marriage talk about divorce talk about having affairs and what it's like to have stuff in like sometimes they do talk about the new like the newspaper and sometimes i think we're like oh you're not on the cover of us weekly every week and it's like no but it's it would still be traumatizing to have your dui report like your fucking mugshot in page six because you got drunk and wandered into the wrong room in a florida hotel and somebody called the cops like that 
that is scarring. And also, like, it, we've just, we've watched these women go through so much. And so it's very interesting. And I do think that there is some kind of, like, ease, the, uh, I don't, like, I just think that these shows are, are very much filling a need that people are not able, like, that, Soap operas and things that were high conflict really used to fill. We used to have like false narratives. And I think that the thing about reality television is that now it's so saturated and fandoms are so saturated and they were so encouraged online, which I think is the most toxic form of it is when it's on Twitter and people are getting really, really hyped up about like, you know, which queen should have gone home on RuPaul's Drag Race. And they start saying awful things. And it's like Kennedy and Katya, you can tell when I stop watching Drag Race, um, like each other they're not like katya is not mad that she got sent home katya spent years being like kennedy kicked my ass they edited that so kindly for me (laughs) um but yeah so i think that the show is now filming and tom and raquel are clearly leaning into this they're saying they're in love it's been a long-term affair and the thing is they were gotten off on it we don't have to talk about affairs and why people cheat and who's it's nobody's fault except the people who are cheating and i think in this case it's especially egregious because Ariana and Raquel were friends and it happened in Ariana's house that she co-owns with Tom. Like the, if the rumors are true, he's disgusting. And Raquel is complicit. She knew that like, no, like she was friends with her. Like there's both social contracts are being broken at once. It's awful. I feel incredible. Like that is such a betrayal. And I hate that that happened. And I think cheating is, I obviously have shared many, many thoughts on cheating. Um, And I think that, Tom is clearly bad at breaking up with people and uh, an absolute asshole for this. But I also think that they're going to lean in. They're going to follow the Heidi Montag Spencer Pratt playbook and just like go all in on the nope, we are in love. Um, we are going to move in together right away. And like, I'm so sorry, a house that that will that house will not stand. Um, but it will go for probably a while <laughs> because why not? So they're filming now. Uh, my they say that they're going to film the reunion in two weeks that could change my guess is that they're going to try to re-edit at least some of the season to be about this because the audience no longer wants the show that they're having where Raquel is pretending that she's sleeping with Schwartz which was also making everybody mad at her by the way it's not better than sleeping like it is better than sleeping with Sandoval because Schwartz was at least going through a divorce but like St- he, she was being asked by Schwartz's ex-wife not to do that. And she was like, well, I was never friends with Katie, but she was friends with Ariana. So like what that it's bad. It looks bad for her. This looks bad for everybody involved. Um, And Ariana found out in a really gross way. And it's just, it's icky. Um, The cheating, like both the cheating parties are friends. They were doing it noticeably. They were leaving hints to each other in the Instagram. I think that that's why there's so many like, I mean, Bravo is also just one of the most covered things on the planet. So I feel like I'm not recapping, like, the affair so much as, like, I want to really talk about, like, the fans and, like, how the fans are just, like, immediately latching onto everything. Everybody's going through stuff. There's, like, this whole thing about, oh, they have lightning bolt necklaces that they use to communicate with each other. There have been uh, blinds that were posted in Dumois that have resurfaced. And, like, Dumois is not a credible news source. Although I do really like the Faumois subreddit that used to be called Dumois. Now it's called Faumois. Uh, if you like celebrity gossip, that one's pretty good. I don't agree with a lot of the... But, like, I think the community is, like, pretty smart in their commentary. Uh, <laughs> 
but there's like hints they've left each other. There's been these blinds. They clearly thrive off of this. They clearly do not have a conscience about it. Like there's nothing that we can say that's going to make them feel bad. And there's nothing that they could do that would make me understand how you could harm somebody who you pretend to love and who you like share a home with and all of that other stuff. But the fans are like eating it up. And this is what keeps shows like this so in the zeitgeist. And this is why The Real Housewives, like, won't fire people. Like, it, The Real Housewives, talk about trauma. There have been people who have committed crimes. Like, Jen Shaw's going to prison. Erica Jane should be in prison. I can't believe what she did to Marco Marco. I will leave a link for the Marco Marco, like, story. It's wild what happened. But, like, her husband is the one who defrauded all of the widows and orphans from the Malaysia flight. Like, it just, uh, it's... Uh, it is incredible the amount of criminals who have been on these shows and been convicted. I mean, in the in New Jersey, they also had tax fraud. And he got deported. And it's like, just pay your taxes. But <laughs> So I think they're going to have to re-edit the show. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, just use these two weeks and kind of do, like, a day-by-day or something almost. I could see them getting really artful with this. I would love for them to break the fourth wall. Um, a la Kardashians kind of thing when they all found out about Tristan cheating like on the day. Um, One of the best edit moments in history. And I think that they're definitely going to do the reunion as soon as possible. I think it's going to be very like Tom and Raquel against the world. Like there's and like the thing is, I think if you're able to tune it out, you're able to tune it out. Like there's nothing that anybody can say to them that's going to make them feel like, oh my God, you're right. We are terrible people. Like they don't feel like terrible people. They're getting off on this. They're having fun. They're, they feel sexy. Like it just, it's so gross. Or this is a great, brilliant PR strategy because they know that the show is at its peak when everybody's cheating because it's a house built on cheating. And also the cast, like because the cast of the show is messy you have people leaving messy comments on Instagram. And so there's a lot for the fans to like go out and find. There's a lot of Easter eggs. And it is because it is why the show is so good. It's because this is a real group of friends who really know each other and did spend time together and do feel personal allegiances. And so like James Kennedy is out here leaving like mean comments on all of Tom Sandoval's stuff. And James Kennedy's always been an asshole, but he's always been a little bit funny. And so he's leaving comments like you look lame, like and it just like stupid shit but of course he's like feeling extra like wounded and like very much lashing out because Raquel is his ex-fiance so it's like everybody has like a stake in this like everybody's very team Ariana Kristen Doty who got kicked off the show in the scandal oh so after Jack's fucked Faith and that got played Kristen Doty and Stassi decided to ruin Faith's life by calling the cops on her multiple times. And Faith is a black woman. And so this was like very racist and like racially driven. They kept saying that Faith looked like somebody with like a warrant out for their arrest for shoplifting. And they tried to report her AWOL to the military and stuff. Like they really tried to ruin this girl's life, which is totally unacceptable. And just absolutely, it was absolutely racially motivated and it was super racist. So they got kicked off the show. And that was a really good thing. I think that was a good move by Bravo. Apparently, Jax wasn't kicked off for being racist, but he was just like really unpleasant. And there were a few scandals that had just kind of popped up. And Jax was always like very um, scary by the end of the show and stuff. But anyway, Jax is apparently flying to watch what happens live. And it's like, great. Oh, great. We're going to see the real rehabilitation tour of all of the Vanderpump villains now. Um, Kristen Doty immediately got on camera because people were saying like, oh, Doty must feel so like righteous right now because she knew that Tom and Ariana were cheating when they got together while she was still with him, blah, blah, blah. 
And Kristen gets on fucking camera and is like, I am a girl's girl. I love Ariana. Ariana, Team Ariana all day. I'm going over there with wine right now. We've been friends for years. And it's like, yeah, because Kristen is able to move on from things, which is also what made her a very good reality star. Do I think she should be on Vanderpump Rules? No, because she did some very horrific things to people and cast members and she showed no remorse for them. And this isn't a case of like, people can learn and grow. Kristen, it's just, mm-mm. she wrote a book that was basically a manual on how to like break into your boyfriend's social media so that you could make sure he wasn't cheating on you. And it came out the same day that she got fired from Vanderpump Rules. Like, just incredible. Um. <laughs> but again, compelling villain. And the best reality show people are able the next season to have a different dynamic with everybody. Because if everybody just hates the same people the whole time, that's not interesting. You got to have rotating beef. You got to bring in new cast members. And it's always been hard to bring in new cast members into Vanderpump Rules, except for the ones who were boyfriend or girlfriend and got brought in that way, because that's how Raquel got brought in. That's how James Kennedy got brought in. Like, and those are really, and like Lala was kind of forced, but then she and James working out. So like that kind of worked. So it's, it's very, yeah. Like Vanderpump Rules has been in a slump because they all stopped working in restaurants, but now they have Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's to kind of frame the new restaurant. Cause they all stopped working at Sir because they got, they made money. So they wanted to stop being waitresses. Uh, but like Tom Tom and uh, like, Schwartz and Sandys are basically all like meet and greet characters where like when you go part of you is hoping to spot them at the bar and stuff and I just reality television so like it bleeds into reality now in such in such a way and so there are people leaving one star reviews on all of Tom uh, Sandoval's businesses and so his apology the first public statements he makes about it have nothing to do with Ariana and have multiple apologies in them to his business partner, Tom Schwartz and his other business partners who are now suffering because people um, are leaving one star reviews. And the thing is like, people shouldn't be leaving one star reviews. That's kind of bullshit. I do take issue with the framing that these business partners have not been making money basically solely because that the public likes Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. And so they want to go like it's, it is, it's like Disney where it's like, Oh, I love that, that, I love those movies so much. I want to go meet the characters and I want to go stand in like fake settings and take photos like it. And so like when you go there, if they are literally at the, they take photos every single night, like they are literally always at the bar. They serve their friends first. There's always complaining posts on Reddit about how the cast members were getting served first and how they're always like understaffed and all of this stuff. I could tell you the best menu items at Tom Tom, basically going back to the very first menu they had because so many podcasts that talk about Vanderpump Rules go to these places. It really is like Disney. And so the restaurants are successful because the fans go because of the good reputation and all of that. And it's like when you gamble on a business that is predicated upon the personalities of two reality television stars that have not had squeaky clean records, you do have to take on the liability. Do I think like the bartenders deserve to have like people be upset at that? Like or like, you know, say anything to that? Absolutely not. But like the investors in restaurants, they have the li- they take on the liability. The CEOs, the reason that you get paid the big bucks allegedly is because they're taking on the liability. They're making smart decisions. They're not investing their money in volatile like relationships. Uh, it. Uh, mm- these men have had bad behavior documented on camera for like 14 years. Like it's it. 
You didn't think that it was possible that Tom Schwartz or Tom Sandoval was going to get caught in a cheating scandal? They have basically just been in cheating scandals since the minute they stepped on camera. Tom Schwartz one time in Mexico just comes back and is suddenly filming again. And everybody's like, where did you go? And he's like, I wandered to another resort and fell asleep. And nobody questions it again. It's really strange. Like, and hey, here's the thing. All these people like could be open relationships. Oh, Ariana said it wasn't an open relationship. They've had threesomes. They've blah, 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 blah. There's been a ton of stuff. I have a bunch of theories about Tom Sandoval and Ariana's relationship but what matters is it was certainly infidelity and now these people are like refilming and a bunch of people are going to have to throw out a bunch of the work that they already did on this season because the fans don't want to watch it anymore because now we know better than whatever bullshit they're trying to feed us and then there's going to be like a 70 part fucking reunion special and Andy Cohen's going to revel in once again being part of the narrative and um, even though he really had nothing to do with it Okay, I have no idea how long this has been because this thing records in bars, which is weird. So I'm hoping this all worked because if it didn't, I'll be really sad. Um, But yeah, I hope that this was a fun episode. I think that reality television is one of my favorite things to talk about. That's why this is called Smoke Show because I like to get high and talk about reality TV. So if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I don't know if this will be back regularly, but I do have a bunch of notes and episode ideas that I've had, but then I haven't done because it has just, it takes a lot to like set everything up and when there's roadblocks, I didn't want to. And also I got self-conscious and also all these other things and that's just life and that happens and you should take breaks when you want them, especially if you're not getting paid to do it. (laughs) Don't make art. Don't force yourself to make art if you really don't want to. Um, unless you are trying to create a discipline where you make art regardless, which is what I do with uh, my emails and stuff, like my newsletter. It's very much like newsletter doesn't go out because it's ready, it goes out because it's Friday morning sometimes. And I think that that's good for the sake of, I just want to force myself to have thoughts, coherent thoughts on page and hit send. But it's not great in terms of like when I feel like I didn't put my best effort into it. Although I will say, As always, the thing I put the least amount of effort into in months gets the best feedback. And that's just, it's fine. I can't complain about it, but it is always like a little bit like, (laughs) I am best when I just write while inspired, but I can't wait for inspiration because that wouldn't be fun either. Um, But I did with this and that was fun. So I don't know what I'm saying. I'm a hypocrite. Uh, (laughs) But... um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't already and you're listening to this. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their day, week, month even. Uh, Virgo is, the moon is back in Virgo and apparently that means stuff. So um, clean your room or apartment or whatever and let go of the past and anchor yourself and things are things are looking up, y'all. I feel like a vibe has shifted. So um, I love mess. I love reality television. I love these bozos who have been living their lives out loud on camera for years and years. And by love, I mean I love the entertainment value that they provide and I don't condone literally any of their actions. And I wish Ariana the best. This has got to be a really hard thing for her to go through in public, but I hope she makes a shit ton of money off of all of the um, brand deals and rise in popularity she's currently experiencing because nobody is on the other people's side. It's just like, again, we love mess. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, well, I could update you at the end because, you know, (laughs) I got straight to the point. 
nothing's really been going on. I got to clean my apartment. That really was suggested on a bunch of my like um, astrology things. And I have been meaning to because I got sick last month and I'm still like a little bit dealing with it, which is annoying. But it's better than it's been. Uh, and I need to just like do laundry tomorrow and some other stuff. But really glad I got to go to a dispensary. So fun. Love that weed's legal here in New York now. Um, yeah. Okay. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.